teeth. Like if he was a puppet, like I don't know where his spine is. Like he's uh, he's upright, but his shoulders are hunched. Yeah. <laughs> he's exaggerating. He knows he's doing unnatural things. Look how he grabs his breath. I loved him in Heart Bleeps. <laughs> the Andy oh, Kaufman role. He's just the most greatest performer I've ever seen. I ought to offer him a show. Oh, really? Don't take him away. <laughs> well, this is like some dinky club. <laughs> right. Look how pissed off the saxophone player is. <laughs> Get fuck you, violins. Give me a part. Everybody, it's me, Dakota Price, the host here at Joke Workshop in Pam Dobson's. Yeah, we're here at Mutiny Radio. It's Monday. We're Joke Workshop, and everybody in the crowd, make it loud! Woo! Everybody here knows the rules. If you're here for Joke Workshop, you get a four-minute set. When you get one minute left, you get the honk, honk, honk. Yeah. And don't forget to Venmo two to five dollars to at Mutiny Radio. Yeah, I'm my own air horn. Isn't that fucking dope? Uh, we're just gonna get this show rolling along. Uh, I'm I'm here, dude. I'm here all fucking day. I'm doing the thing right here in the booth. Your guy, it's me. Pam's about to take a 24-hour flight back from Greece. That's crazy. 24-hour flight? Could you imagine that shit? Could you imagine taking a 24-hour flight? Imagine taking a 24-hour shit? That'd be crazy. That'd be crazy. That's my, like all my material for the day. Could you imagine if you got hit by a bu- No, um, guys, the first comedian coming to the stage. He's one of my favorite people in the game. Very handsome fella. Make it loud for the very funny Jack Wilder! Yep, there you go. Uh, yeah, I moved. I moved to San Francisco about a year ago, and uh, I, obviously, people had me a little worried about what the homeless situation was gonna be like. Um, and it, it hasn't been too bad, right? But I, there is this one homeless dude that sleeps outside my window. And the other day, I, I was just looking, looking at him when, before I was going to sleep, and he started humping the ground like for 15 minutes straight, like, he was just humping the shit out of the ground, like, his legs were getting into it, he was, it was, it was crazy, um, and after a while, it got really annoying, because he finished before I did, all right, um, I, uh, uh the other day, though, I had to stop sleeping with my window open, uh, because it was, like, 5 a.m. in the morning, and I just woke up to, hey, this is Chase Bank Security, you can't sleep here, to which the, uh, homeless guy responded, ah! Maybe there'll be a joke in there someday. I, uh, I, uh, yeah. I, I, I went on a date with this one girl. But dating's kind of hard, right? Because sometimes we meet someone who's great, but they just have one irredeemable flaw. Like, they chew really loud or are Australian. Like, I went on a date. 
with this one girl, and we were talking about the normal stuff, right? She asked me if I believed in God. I asked her if she believed Crocodile Dundee was an inside job. Just like normal stuff for a first date. And uh, I asked her how she liked living in the States. And she was like, well, honestly, I'm really afraid that I'm going to get killed by a gun because uh, of your backwards laws around gun control. And uh, before she could even, or before I could even say anything, she, uh, she started going on a racist tirade against Mexicans because the waiter brought out her carnitas cold. And uh, I don't know, I didn't feel like that was very fair of her after the whole like morally righteous gun, gun debate. Because like, I'm an open-minded liberal American, so I, uh, I took out my gun and pistol whipped her. Okay, I don't like pistol whipped as much. Shot was more fun. Um, I, uh, when, I was, when I was a freshman in high school, I, I still couldn't come, uh, which was really difficult. All right, now you're just making me feel bad. That's not, <laughs> there was no joke there. Uh, yeah, I couldn't even come at that point, which is really difficult because, like, in Boston, as a 14-year-old, that's just all boys would talk about. Like, I'd, uh, I'd go up to Trevor, and he'd be like, dude, I fucking beat it so hard last night, I got nut all up in my eye. He'd be like, you know what's that like, though. I'd be like, yeah, I, I really know what that's like. It sucks, right, when you fucking miss your mouth. Okay. I thought that was funny, but it's not. Uh, what else can I say? I, uh, my parents, I thought I was gay when I was growing up because I, uh, because I had a vest era in the second grade. Yeah, I was like, Mom, I feel like, I feel like a lot of straight men wear vests, right? Like, not with a pocket watch and a rainbow cravat, I think. You're just gay, son. <laughs> okay. There might be another joke I have. Oh, yeah, I, uh, I had went through a breakup last year, but it was really tough because, uh, my friends weren't a whole lot of help. Like, I'd call them, like, you know, pouring out my soul. And they'd just be like, yeah, dude. She's just a bitch, bro. She's just a fucking whore. She's just a dirty skank whore. I think she just fucking has the clap, actually. I think she probably got it before you even had sex. Just think about me giving her the clap, and then maybe you'll get over it. Thank God. Um, I'll leave you guys with this, I think. I, uh, I, I don't like farmer's markets now, though, because it's farmer's markets are just full of happy couples. Like, uh, every time I walk by on a first Sunday from 12 p.m. to 3 p.m., I just see these couples holding hands. I can just tell they have something that I can't even imagine anymore, right? Like, they had sex the night before. Like, I <laughs> can't even comprehend that. Okay. I'm, like, about this close. I'm, like, one happy couple away, though, from calling the uh, Westboro Baptist Church and telling them that uh, farmer's markets are the source of homosexuality. Because uh, I would like to see some pro-life girl from Texas standing outside like the Presidio being like, Hi, uh, I'm Mary Lou, Mary Lynn, Huckleberry Finn, and uh, I think we all need to come together and realize that farm-to-table produce is fucking gay. All right, I've been Jack. Keep it going for your host, Dakota, everybody. <laughs> Jack Wilder, everybody. Jack Wilder, wild now out there. Fucking fuck farmer's markets. Fuck them. Uh, this next comedian, fucking hilarious, really, really great guy. Uh, you know, my, my best friend, actually. Make it big and loud for Depachu Hey, Instagram. Jack Weiler hates women, homeless, and homosexuals. <laughs> He's also a good-looking white guy, so kill him. Go after him. Honest Charlie, did you watch Interstellar? Not Interstellar, Oppenheimer. Instagram Live, you can see 
Jack Valor is about to take a shit. <laughs> Did you like Oppenheimer? Did you understand it? The words? The movie? Uh, I didn't. But I had to say to everyone that I loved the movie because that's what everyone's saying. And that's what I hate about Christopher Nolan. Like all of his movies are so good that after the movie I have to go and watch it on a YouTube video to actually understand what happened. Do you do that? Not in this case. Interstellar? You did that for Interstellar? No? Dude, you, you, you must be smart. Okay. Oh, I guess you just don't get any of his movies then. Yeah, you cannot understand. Okay, you just feel good about the popcorn and the drinks. That's that's nice. How's your hairline coming along, honest Charlie? That's good, man. You are living the life. I'm losing my hair. And I started taking those hair regrowth pills. And now my pubes are so fucking long. I think I took it the wrong way. I took it up my ass. Also, my dick doesn't work anymore. So finally, I was able to get a girl to sleep with me. And she was like, your dick's not working. And I was like, hey, at least my pubes are long. Does that work for you, honest, Charlie? I'm just doing this for you today. Do, do you smoke? Do you smoke cigarettes? Oh, I, last year I quit cigarettes while I was on opioids. So, have you tried heroin? That's my question to you. <laughs> you can quit cigarettes if you get on heroin. Future mayor on heroin right now. <laughs> Welcome back, Jack. Fuck you. At least you washed your hands, I'm happy. Honest Charlie, where do you stand about the trans rights in the US? Love? It's about I didn't trans rights, not LGBT. Dude, how would you win your debates if mayor <laughs> mayor elections have debates? But I, I like the freedom in the US. You can do anything as long as you don't ask for a citizenship. Like tomorrow I can be like, hey, I want to be a girl and I want to cut my dick off. And everyone would be like, yeah, you go, girl, you got this. But if I go to an immigration officer and say, hey, can I apply for a citizenship? They say that. Go back where you came from. Just like just like Dakota asking me to get off the stage. And I'm like, is, is that any way to talk to a woman? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do, do you know about Lord Krishna? Honest, Charlie? The Hare Rama Hare Krishna guy. You? Yeah, you are Indian, I, I assume. That's racist? I am racist. <laughs> yeah, I'm a bad person. But but are you Indian? So I was right, I was not racist. Yeah. But honest Charlie, the story about Lord Krishna is uh he comes back to life every night and then dances with like seventy really beautiful women. That's what he does every night, comes back and like has Coachella with the 70 women. And I was like, Lord Krishna was the last brown guy who had good game. 
and it just died with him. I need his secret so that I can stop doing stand-up for some pussy. All right, thanks guys. That's my time. Give it up for Dakota. Yeah, hell yeah, yeah. What did we learn? Punches are racist. Just kidding, just kidding. No, I feel like we should, we should rebrand as like the bad boy of comedy. And, like for no reason. I think that would be sick as fuck. Ipanchu the bad boy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, guys. We're going to keep this fucking crazy train rolling here at the Joke Workshop. Just remember, if you want feedback on your jokes, you can get four minutes of feedback. Just let me know. All right, guys. Don't forget to Venmo at $2 to $5 at, at Mutiny Radio. radio. Uh, also, you know, be cool. All right. We're going to keep it going. This next comedian is one of my favorite on the block. Uh, you can say he's kind of hot because he's Paul the Grill Master Robinson. What are they gonna read that brand uh, D fast? Uh, what'd you say? The brown boy of comedy? Is that? Oh, okay. Sorry. Sorry, I heard it wrong. Too busy looking at his face. Um, I wanted to reduce my jokes to a word, uh, but I didn't. So you know, like how like people come up with these little books of like single words. I didn't do that. I have a big pad of paper. Yes. Uh, you ever seen in the movies where you have like an a, a British two two like military commanders come together and they're like being snobs to each other, and one's like, <laughs> uh, "No quarter will be offered," and the other one quips back, "None will be asked." If I was in that army in the back, I'd be like, "I, I would ask for a little. I just I would want that." Um, anybody here, uh, you guys look like a bunch of bird watchers. You guys go bird watching? Oh, never mind. I was wrong. Um, bird watching, that's good. That's good you said that because it's like a big waste of time. You know what I think is more useful? Uh, you go to the, with the same binoculars. You go to the playground and you look out for pedophiles. Try to public service there, so I'm just on the playground by myself with my binoculars. And uh, lady had it all wrong. She told me to leave. I came back. I, I was. I didn't want to stop the good work. I came back in a mustache. I have a mustache. It's just a thicker one. Okay, I have a uh, a diabetic racist friend. Uh, can't stand the juice. Apple juice. Orange juice. Peach juice. Also loves Hitler. Um, this, this this one's fun. Uh, uh, some people say uh, they wouldn't trade their kids for the whole world. Other people say, I'm going to give my kids up for adoption. Uh, oh, yeah, we don't need the word retard anymore because uh, we have the word autistic. So just that's a public service announcement. Some people say uh, that being a single mom is the hardest job in the world. Uh, I disagree. I think it's harder to be an orphan. Jared Cena's in the building. There's a movement. Uh, Jared, do you know about this movement, the body positivity movement? The body positivity movement? 
the poster is always uh, five women holding hands in their underwear. And, um, but I don't think it's very inclusive because they, they always exclude that one lady who takes up three airplane seats. I think it's because she's not so good at standing. Uh, but when you look at the bottom of the poster, it's sponsored by McDonald's. Okay. Um. Jared Cena knows this. Uh, some women get mad at me for not carrying things, and I get mad at them for not believing in equality. Uh, Honey Nut Cheerios, that sounds like a British sex move. Like a one-night stand kind of thing. Uh, I'm in real estate. I Did you know that black landlords are actually just secretly white Republicans? They're like these over in Oakland. It's like ah, these these fucking black tenants can't keep a job. Always smoking weed. I don't know. That's what they said. I'm like, this sounds eerie right now. You guys, uh, you guys seen the movie Big? The classic. Okay, well, I'm skip that one then. Um, words have lost all their meaning these days. I don't think women who own plants should be able to identify as mothers. I'm a plant mom. Oh, really? And then you have like a real mom who's like getting up at night. No, I don't. I'm a dog mom. No, dude, you're a dog owner. That thing's like a slave. Has no rights. I don't know. I don't know. I think that's four minutes. I'll keep going. I mean, no, just kidding. Okay. I'm Paul Robertson. Bye. Yeah, Paul Robertson. Yeah. comedian just walked in the door making a very big fucking entrance for the, the mighty, the powerful, the very hilarious, make it up loud for Jared Sinner! Packed room we have tonight. So many people. I'm excited to perform here. Um, my name is Jared. Uh, I graduated at SF State with a degree in creative writing. I don't know if you guys know what creative writing is, but it's pretty much just a fancy way of saying barista. Um, I think the hardest part about creative writing wasn't the work. It was more so answering what people, what my favorite book was when they asked me. Because I don't read. Um, yeah, I really don't read. Like, If I don't hear like and subscribe after five minutes, I'm not interested. What's up, man? How are you doing? Uh, I think the... Like, I couldn't even tell you what Of Mice and Men is about. The last thing I read with a mouse in it was the one where you're not supposed to give a, a, a mouse a cookie. Um, and the last thing I read with men in it was probably, like, the Bible. Or, or as I remember it, to give a virgin a baby. Um, uh... Um, uh... Great. Uh, that's my new uh, joke about reading. Um, cool. Thank you, sir. Um, let's see. Uh, I really was a barista. That's what I was. Or I'm going to come back to that joke, but I forgot one integral part. Um, I did learn a lot from creative writing. I learned that in order to be a good writer, you have to read a lot. 
So I've been reading a lot of notebooks I've stolen from other comedians. Yeah. Um, don't you know black landlords are just really Republicans? Um, yeah, I had no idea. Um, yeah. I really was a barista. Um, uh, I had a lot of challenge, or it was a it was a pretty humbling experience. Um, 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 but I did learn a lot. I did I did a lot of customer service, but I did I did learn a lot from doing customer service. Um, one time, this guy comes up to me and he was just like, "Just get me anything." At the time, I was mad because I didn't want to order for him. But he insisted. He was just like, just get me anything. And I just realized, okay, I'm just making a big deal out of it. If I just answer him, he'll go away. So I did give him anything. And I ended up giving him my apron and employee ID. Because if that experience taught me anything, it's that I can't be a fucking barista. You guys didn't fuck with that one? You didn't fuck with that, sir? Uh, okay, cool. All right, cool. You, you don't have to applause. We don't need that. Let's see. Let's see. Um, okay, thank you. Let's see. Uh, what was the joke that I wanted? I kind of fucking forgot what it was. Uh, okay, uh, I guess I could do this. I'm I'm very bad at Tinder because not a lot of comedians have Tinder jokes. Uh, I'm the very first one to say it. Um, I'm very bad at Tinder. Like you can literally have in your bio, ask me about my dog, and the best I'll come up with is. All right, cool. That doesn't work. Um. Uh, you know I think. I'm good here. Uh, you guys have been awful. I've been amazing. Uh, give it up for Dakota, everybody. Yeah, Jared Santa. Yeah, everybody loves Jared Santa. Yeah, one of my favorite on the scene. Because uh, his name is like Scene, but it's like Cena. That's cool. I'm just a little stoned, actually. I think I'm just fucking baked. All right. I want to... Introduce your next comic. He's a cool, cool, cool cat. Uh, I actually did improv with him, I think. And then uh, I was a penis, and we were like a transformer robot. And uh, anyway, they're very funny, and I want you to make it big and loud for Andrew Shin! So Andrew Shin's not here? All right, we're going to keep it going. Hey, what's up, y'all? <laughs> Dakota really bringing the energy to this dead-ass room. Yeah, let's fucking go. Uh, so, here's something. Um, I, I think it's weird when people say, like, oh, what a cute couple, you know? You know how people say that. Like, it, I mean, it's like, wh like, why does it matter what you think about this couple's attractiveness? 
Like, you never go up to a couple and be like, hey, y'all are fucking ugly, like, together. Individually, I think you guys would be okay, but, like, please stay out of my vision. Okay, never mind. All right. Yeah, writing jokes. Um, here's another one. Uh, I'll live in an apartment with really thin walls. Anybody else? Here we fucking go, dude. It's called connecting with the crowd. Yeah, no, but uh, my my apartment's got real thin vault walls. The other day, I heard one of my neighbors having sex. She was having sex super loud. And I was like, ew, gross. You know, I put on my headphones. She was like screaming. Anyway, 15 minutes passed, and it's still going on. She's still screaming. And at that point, I was like, all right, I don't know who this guy is, but he's kind of laying it down. Like, let's be real. Like, this dude is kind of a fucking baller. Like, all right, no, none of you other guys are impressed. Everyone's like, everyone at this random-ass mutiny radio open mic can just fuck like a goddamn gazelle. <laughs> Jeez, dude. Yeah, bro. No way you open mic comics got strong stroke game, dude. I'm calling bullshit on all you guys right now. But, um, no, for real, I was like, yeah, dude, uh, that, that guy's pretty fucking cool. And then at 30 minutes passed, and I was like, it was still going. I was like, damn, what a fucking beast. Like, I'm honored to be in the same apartment complex as this guy. And, like, I kind of wanted to, like, I wasn't even mad about the situation anymore. I kind of wanted to, like, catch him on the way out, try to get some tips, you know. And, you know. Uh, it was pro tips, helping hand, some tricks maybe. And uh, I, I know that's weird to like corner a guy after he had sex like that, but uh, I, I wouldn't have made it weird. You know, I, I would try to approach him the same way I approach comics who were more successful than me. Like I'd be like, hey man, you don't know me, but I'm a really big fan. I've been listening to your work for a while. You got a strong 30. I, I don't really even have five. Thanks, Dakota. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I, I need all the uh, host support I can get here, dude, with this fucking, <laughs> this energy level right now. Um, thanks. Thanks, Jared. No, I can count on you. All right, here, here, here's something else. Um, so, um, you know, they... You guys kind of suck, you know, collectively as a crowd. <laughs> but you guys know that. Uh, but no, no, I mean, being a comic is rough for that reason. I mean, we all know that. Like, we, we go to, we perform in front of shitty crowds all the time. Uh, other week, I was doing this show, and it was like half music, half comedy. Uh, you could tell most people that were there for music. I kind of, you know, I got off stage. And um, I was just like, um, you know, I got some laughs. And I was like, all right, did my best. This musician comes up to me. He's like, hey, man, so um, how do you think you did? Like, all right, fucking asshole. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, why don't you like, why don't you just say what you mean, dude? Why don't you just be like, hey, man, I was watching you perform, and that, that was pretty fucking bad, dude. And I was like wondering, do you, like, know you're bad? Or, like, do you think that's good? Are you, like, mentally handicapped? Because if you are, like, that would make a lot of sense with, like, how bad you are, you know? All right, cool. <laughs> yeah, 
I hope everybody in this room gets into a car accident after this. Yeah, what's up? Manifesting. All right, later. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Deraj, everybody. Yeah, and to fill some time real quick, I'm going to do some time because it's my turn. Yeah, it's me. Yeah. Yeah, Dakota Price. Yeah, I'm here. How's it going? We got Dan Guan in the building. Yeah, we got you in the building. I fucking forgot your name. <laughs> I smoke a lot of weed. I don't even know who any of you are. I know that guy because once he becomes the mayor, I'm going to be like, hey, man, every, like, can I just do crimes now? And then he'll be like, sure, dude. Do all them crimes. I'm just kidding. I'm not kidding. I don't do crimes anymore. I'm crime free. Crime free, guys. I haven't been to jail since 2018. Yeah. Ain't going back. They ain't going to catch me, motherfucker. They're not going to find me today at all. They're not. They're not. My name's not Dakota Price. It's Derek Nielsen. I'm Derek Nielsen. No, uh, that's an actual stupid thing. Do you remember the, the whole Ron White bit where the don't call me tater salad? I did something equally as stupid, and I didn't even mean to do it. Uh, does anybody know what Xanax is? Yeah. So Xanax does this really cool thing called make you forget a lot. Just instant blackout. Only if you take, like, too many of them, which was my favorite amount. <laughs> Start with one, then seven later. Your TV's in my pocket. <laughs> uh, but no, I, I got a, I got picked up by the cops uh, while fucking blacked out on Xanax. And apparently they asked me if I had any aliases and they arrested me. And I thought it would be great to give them some aliases, including my Xbox handle. <laughs> Yeah, they call me James Baxter, bro. They call me James Baxter, bro. They call me Derek Nielsen, Neil Derrickson, the dirty dangler. So when I actually, years later, years later, I get arrested for realsy, not just stupid, you know. That was a slap on the wrist arrested, public intoxicate. When I get arrested for realsy, they're booking me into jail, and they're like, is the name James Baxter? Derek Nielsen, Neil Derrickson or the Dirty Dangler, you know? <laughs> Does it ring a bell? I was like, yeah, that's me. <laughs> uh, anybody in here had a finger in their ass? Yeah, no? Okay. All right, just me. Uh, you know, and, uh, you know, when you get older, you need to get a finger in your ass for medical reasons. Uh, but me, I had to get a finger in my ass for also medical reasons. Um, but mostly because I had bad health. Uh, for those of you that don't know, I was 356 pounds when my son was born. And, uh, yeah, that I was, I was huge. I, and I'm 230 pounds now. Whatever, it doesn't matter. But I used to be a fat piece of shit, like door-dashing Taco Bell at midnight and, like, fucking eating it and then, like, shitting. And, giving. like, do you know what happens when you live that kind of lifestyle? You get a special thing called hemorrhoids. Do you know how you find out you get hemorrhoids? When you're shitting blood going, ah! <laughs> and you got you to go to a doctor to get this checked out. And then, oh, I'm shitting blood, so I think I'm dying. So I go to the emergency room, and they have a, a, a doctor go, hey, so you know what we're going to have to do. I'm like, yeah, I know what we're going to have to do. He says, put this gown on. I'm like, cool. Put the gown on. I'm in my underwear. Don't know why I took my shirt off, but I took my shirt off. I'm laying on the bed, right? And he said, hey. 
there's a couple of nursing students that need to witness this for a grade. And I'm like, are you serious? He's like, yeah, man. Is it cool? I was like, sure, whatever. My baby mama's there. She's pregnant. She don't give a fuck. <laughs> She's just chilling. And uh, anyway, in comes the three hottest nurses I've ever seen in my fucking life. I thought I was being pranked. I was like, what the fuck is this, Baywatch? Like, what are they filming? Like, like Baywatch nurses, they walked in in slow motion. That's my uh, horn. That's how I did that, guys. Uh, but this doctor, then with the left hand, double gloved, by the way. He put on two sets of gloves on each hand, spreads the cheeks with two fingers, reaches out the right hand and says, lubricating gel. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and goes knuckle deep into my ass. And then I came immediately. That was my time, everybody. Yeah. 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 Everybody just keep some noise going for just a second. Yeah, drug workshop, guys. Look, it was like it never happened. I'm back here in the booth. And guys, your next comedian is the very funny, the very hilarious, the legendary international comedian, Dan Guan. So fun, so so fun. Uh, want to talk about discrimination just for a second? Want to talk about discrimination? You guys hear about that that case of how affirmative action got struck down, right? Yeah, pretty sad stuff. What's the big, the bigger sad thing about affirmative action is that most of it was kind of like led by a lot of Asian people who felt that they were discriminated against uh, in the college admission process. And uh, personally, I think this is terrible because uh, personally, I think we have we've never seen the benefits of affirmative action. Well, I think I think they just need to see it in an other ways. Like we applied it to affirmative action into dating apps, you know, gonna be like gonna be pretty well. Cause think about it this way: if 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 we if we had affirmative action in dating apps, we wouldn't be complaining about this in the college admissions process. You apply affirmative action on dating apps? Nah, I'm not five seven on Bumble. I'm now five. I'm now five eleven on Bumble. All right, you know that's. I'm not just a comedian. I'm gonna be a Wall Street banker. All right, like that's that's just my steez, but. It is kind of interesting uh, trying to be out here dating in the Bay Area. Very, very interesting. Uh, I, I recently, uh, dating's already pretty hard as is, but uh, I just recently came across this new industry of, uh, of line of work for dating coaches, you know? Yeah, it's pretty interesting. I remembered that uh, one time I had a, uh, some guy reach out to me on Facebook, and he just wrote out and said, hey, uh, I'm an Asian dating coach, and I can help make your dating dreams come true. No pun intended. And, um... I just said, wow, that's so crazy. How did you find me? Find me? And he just said, well, uh, all I did was look up for men who work in tech companies that have no women or profile pictures on Facebook. And I was like, holy shit, these Russian hackers are getting way too personal. All right. Like that's that's kind of bizarre. But anyway, I, but I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a nice guy. I let him entertain his like his own little spiel. He gave me the he gave me the pitch. And he just said that the whole total service for three months of coaching was going to be about fifteen hundred dollars. Which is so crazy, fifteen hundred dollars. Because with that kind of money, I could do so do so much to spend uh, to improve my dating life. Like I could have spent it on like a gym membership, could have got a whole new wardrobe, could have bought a personality. Like I could have done so many other things than spend fifteen hundred dollars. And then I told him, so I told him no. I was like, hey dude, I'm not gonna do it. And then he just said, hey man, I know times are tough, but what do you like to do? You like to cook? 
wouldn't you rather be cooking with that special someone this weekend? And I just said, yeah, but I'm sure that special someone also like someone with a roof over their head. You know what I mean? Like, it's just very, they wouldn't take no for an answer. You wouldn't take no for an answer. I then I also then I, I I had this weird I had this weird ex- weird experience. I went up to, to three of my friends and I just asked them. I told them the whole entire story and they just said, "Oh, that guy? Yeah, don't trust him. All he do- he's a huge predator. All he does is he just reaches out to shy, awkward men and hopes that he, they will do business with them." And I just said, "I need new friends." Okay, that is crazy how they think that about me. All right, that's all right. It's a little bit of a thinker. It's a little bit a little bit of a thinker. Uh, let's see. Um, I, uh, my dad used to run like a China, my dad used to run like a restaurant actually back in the day. And, uh, I always thought it was interesting cause he always put weird things on the menu. Like I remember one time that he, he, he tried selling cheeseburgers at our restaurant and sometimes the customers got super, super angry. One time one customer came up to me and he said, well, I ordered a cheeseburger. It's still an American cheeseburger. Why is it not a Chinese cheeseburger? And I was just like, sir, uh, a Chinese cheeseburger is still a regular cheeseburger. Uh, there's sesame seeds on it, all right? Like, you know, second of all, this is the McDonald's. Like, I don't know why you're asking me about this. Like, this is crazy. Okay, that was like a, that was a new, new direction. Um, I think that's all, almost all I want to do. I'll do this one last joke. I... Uh, I, I, I think it's funny that we as a society have come to the point where if ever we want to finish a chat online, we just react to it, right? Like, hey, I want to be over at your place by 7, so I, what I will do, I'll just give a thumbs up in the chat, right? We all do that, yeah, yeah. And so I think it's, it's, such, a, it's such a great, like, stress-free, socially adequate way of, of ending a conversation, which is why I've also decided to adopt it in all my real-life conversations, like one time that like my manager, he'll just ask me and said, hey, you know what? I need to talk to you about something real quick about your role the next three months. And I just gave her this. That was Dan Guan emoting the fuck out of here. Yeah, Dan Guan emoting the fuck out of here. This next person coming to the stage, he's the mayoral candidate for San Francisco. One of my favorite people. In the fucking Bay Area, I want y'all to make it big and loud for Honest Charlie! Thanks. Um, Hi, Mutiny. Um, Happy Labor Day. Uh, Glad to be here. Uh, Thanks, Dakota. Um, I was in L.A. this weekend. Uh, First time that I've been back. uh, I used to live there for a few years. First time I've been back since 2017. I was driving around and I was uh, starting to get a little frustrated with the the traffic, especially the uh, bad drivers. Uh, you know, cutting me off, not using their turn signals, um, being awfully aggressive riding. Uh, <coughs> and I was like starting to count like the number of times like something bad happened on the road or some stupid driver did something. And I just started to realize, you know what? This is getting too difficult. Let me just start counting the times when I see somebody doing something polite on the road. That's much easier. No, I'm glad to be back. Uh, um, let's see. I, yeah, my name is Honest. First name Honest. Middle name Charlie. So Honest that uh, Charlie is spelled L-E-Y, not L-I-E. I can't have a lie in my name. 
Uh, no, when I tell people my name's Honest Charlie, often they think that I'm Dishonest Charlie. I'm like, well, you know, if I told you my name were something else, I would be Dishonest Charlie. Uh, but uh, I was born with the name, so I don't know what to do with it other than introduce myself with it. Um, let's see. Uh, I like to give tours at the Fairmont Hotel. Anybody know what the Fairmont is? Yeah, uh, it's on Knob Hill. Um, it was under construction and uh, about to open. It was going to open the morning of April 18th, 1906 at 8 in the morning. And uh, for any history buffs, that is uh, about three hours after the uh, earthquake, the big one that hit. Uh, and the fire didn't actually reach the Fairmont until the next day. Um, and in fact, it wasn't even the fire that was started by the earthquake that uh, hit the hotel. Um, it was a fire that somebody started cooking the day uh, after the earthquake uh, that burned the Fairmont. Uh, I know, typical doom loop San Francisco, like, you know, just like catastrophe on catastrophe. Um, but, uh, yeah, they, they were able to open within a year. Uh, it's called the White House of the West. Uh, all the presidents go to stay there. Joe Biden was just here a few a uh, few months ago. Uh, JFK stayed there, and apparently there's a secret passageway. Um, and, uh, Marilyn Monroe would stay in the apartment below the penthouse. And would, he would, like, sneak down to, like, go see her. Uh, Bill Clinton apparently found the last known secret passageway uh, in the Fairmont. Uh, secret Service lost track of him for like a good 15 minutes. I don't think that he went to the apartment down below, but <laughs> apparently the story goes he was just on the balcony, but you never know with him. Um, yeah, I go to the gym there, and uh, that's what brings me there, apart from now I'm giving tours there. Uh, but let's see, uh, COVID-19, I think, had people doing a lot of, like, crazy, irrational things. Uh, one of the things that was kind of crazy and irrational of, of the uh, hotel management was to turn off the water pipes in a building that's over 100 years old. When they turned it on, the pipes just burst and um, flooded the entire hotel. Uh, yeah, typical management here in San Francisco. I don't know. All right, thanks, Muni. Happy Labor Day. All right. Uh, I told someone they were going up next, but I actually, this person, uh, I just figured out who they were. And hey, Andrew Shin is going up right now, real quick. Yeah, Andrew Shin, he's the funnest dude. He's so hilarious. Make it loud right now, everybody. All right, shout out to Dan for uh, keeping me accountable. <laughs> uh, I think being a guy is weird because men will do like anything to validate their masculinity. Like you'll be reading an Amazon review for a hoodie. and It'll be like, yeah, I think the athletic fit is more so for guys who are benching under 400. <laughs> you know, crazy. I was reading this Amazon review the other day that was like, yeah, just speaking from personal experience, the holes are going to be a little small if you're a guy who's working with a little more girth 
down there. I was like, dude, this is a cheese grater. <laughs> like, what's happening right now? <laughs> you know? I uh, just came back from a Chicago trip a few weeks ago. And uh, <laughs> while I was there, I went to this open mic where this one guy was getting laughs just by refusing to continue his set until someone laughed. Yeah, like he didn't even have punchlines, dude. He just ramble on about something, and then he just suddenly stop and he just wait. <laughs> Guess that shit actually works. One day I want to start with that, just open with that, and just do five minutes of silence, you know? I uh, walked by this grocery store on the way here. Uh, <laughs> it had the sign that said, please do not graffiti. Tagging hurts this business. I was like, I don't think the people who are tagging this shop are thinking to themselves, like, oh, shit. <laughs> Like, I thought I was helping the business by tagging it, <laughs> you know? Not really sure what they're getting at there. Uh, did you guys hear that Ja Morant uh, was suspended by the NBA again? Because uh, he got caught for the second time flashing a gun on Instagram Live. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and his excuse was that it was a toy gun. <laughs> Which I don't really think gets at the heart of the issue, you know? <laughs> like, that's kind of like getting caught by your boss for the second time uh, snorting coke at work. <laughs> and you're just like, no, 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 you don't understand. <laughs> like, it's protein powder. <laughs> you know, it's the exact opposite of what it looks like. Working on that one. Uh... I was talking to one of my Canadian coworkers recently who was telling me that uh, in Canada, they actually put milk in bags. I was like, wow, you know, I learn something new about Canada every day just by being around. And she said, dude, I think you're just ignorant about Canada. Yeah, I was like, I am pretty ignorant about Canada. It's actually uh, my first time learning that not all Canadian people are nice. I uh, graduated college recently, and uh, <laughs> I remember, uh, yeah, thank you, the, the one person. <laughs> During my last year of school, I walked by this, this anti-Greek life protest that was happening outside of a frat house, and uh, I remember this one guy had the sign that said, abolish this house, racists live here. I was like, you want to get rid of the house? where all the racists live, so they move in with the rest of us? Like, this is the worst idea I've ever heard in my life, you know? We should increase, does that mean my one, one minute? All right, it's like we should increase funding for this house, you know, keep them in there for as long as they possibly can. I got, I got one more. My uh, sister recently got really big into watching reality dating shows like The Bachelor. And uh, she was telling me that apparently on these shows, it's always the Latino guys who get cut first and then the Asian guys. Yeah. I was like, dude, there's no way they have Asian guys in those shows, okay? <laughs> like, let's be realistic, all right? This is reality TV, not sci-fi. <laughs> All right, guys, that's been my time. Let's keep it going for your host.
Shit, everybody. Thank you so much, man. So sorry I didn't get that. Wonderful. That was hilarious. That was fucking awesome, dude. 10 out of 10. No, for real. That fucking shit. Oh, man. That was, some, that was some good jokes. Yeah, that was some, some good jokes, man. That, that made me feel good, man. I, I'm really glad we got you up there. Appreciate you a lot. This next person, she's she's lovely. She's very hilarious. Make it laugh for Brett Harper Jenny. Oh, this mic's popping tonight. Woo! Happy Labor Day. All right, I'm going to do old bits because uh, I think that'll be fun. Um, <laughs> Have you guys, oh, this isn't a bit. This has just happened recently. I had an Uber driver in L.A., and he was like, we're, you know, sitting there. He's like, you know, I have a one-man show coming up. And I was like, oh, okay. And he's like, he gave me a flyer, and he's like, I'll do some of the characters for you now. And I wanted to be like, no. <laughs> but he just started doing them. And he's like, this is a mother and her son. I'm the son. And I was like, oh, no. And his mom was like, don't touch that. And the son was like, I can, don't talk to me. Like, it was, like, really dramatic. And I was like, oh, yeah, she sounds like a bitch, you know, because I wanted him to like me. But I realized that if you have a really low Uber rating, uh, you, they assign you with Uber drivers with low ratings. So <laughs> so I keep getting these Uber drivers that are definitely, like, doing drugs while we're driving. Like, they're, like, not – but I guess they're my people. It's kind of like Hinge where it, like, filters for the people you're going <laughs> to match with the best. <laughs> anyway. Uh, so I've just been having some fun rides, and I'm excited to tell you more about them. Uh, not right now, though. Uh, <laughs> talk to me after for that material. <laughs> um, has anyone ever hooked up with their Uber driver? No way! Yellow shirt! Ah, oh, you got secrets. Um, what happened? Like, do you suck dick? Like, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> you want to suck? Sorry. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> you got Riz. Oh my god, that's amazing. I didn't know from seeing you that cuz you you seem so nice like you smile and I didn't think you I didn't think you'd be in an Uber to like let me see that bag. You know? Okay. Sorry. I meant that as a compliment. Like you always smile at me and you're nice, so that's all. Um anyway, uh I did I tell tell you guys this last week? I love disabled people. Yeah, well, I'm going to tell you again. I really love disabled people. <laughs> I do. I'm the biggest fan. I only date autistic men. And I, bruh, but I'm starting to think um, they might just be emotionally unavailable and I think they're autistic. <laughs> I think I'm mistaking um, men who don't like me with autistic men. That's fine. Uh, it's okay. We're working on it. We're working on it. Uh, I love clickbait. Is anyone else a fan? <laughs> This isn't unhinged. <laughs> I'm sorry. This, I just, uh, I just ended a situationship that was like super toxic, like ten minutes ago, and I regret it so much. Like no one's ever treated me worse. That I'm like, wonder what he's doing right now. Anyway, he probably he listens to this, so maybe he's uh, listening to it. Um. Okay. <laughs> anyway. I'll tell you about our first date, though, because I have time. It was really bad. It was a really bad first date. Uh, we went out, and we were just sitting there in silence. 
not talking. And I was like, okay, I'm going to, like, ask a question, you know. So I was like, oh, so where are you from? And he said, I don't answer boring questions. <laughs> and I was like, okay. Uh, so I just tried again, slightly different. I asked the same question, but different. I was like, so you're British. I thought maybe that would make it more interesting. <laughs> and then he said, uh, yes, so I'm uncircumcised. And I didn't, and then, you know, when you ask something, you're like, did I ask something different? Like, am I crazy? Like, did I ask him, like, so what's up with that? Um, but anyway, I also went on another date with this guy who started the date by going, I do not have a micro penis, but I know someone who does. And I, <laughs> it was like such a fun date. Um, <laughs> I was like, tell me more immediately. And it turned out it was like a mutual friend of ours. And I was like, ah, that's so wild. But uh, sorry. Anyway, um, so I was back on this. <laughs> Right, so back on this date, uh, it's going bad. I don't really drink, but I was throwing them back. And at one point, he was like, hey, you're really throwing those back. <laughs> you're really putting those back. And I said, you're not my mom, <laughs> which he didn't love. Um, and then, uh, and then he, yeah, he was asked if he any, had any tattoos. And he said, I have one tattoo. And I'd only ever get one tattoo. And it was a Blink-182 logo. Isn't that so bad? But it's so funny. Anyway, I'm also dating another guy. <laughs> so this other guy I'm dating, uh, I, he really likes his, he has, uh, his hinge is just pictures of him with his cat, right? And he dresses up like this cat, his cat every year for Halloween. And he walks his cat on a harness. And the other day, I just learned it's not his cat. And I think that's really funny. No one else finds that funny, but I think it's hilarious. Okay, well that's it for me. Thanks. Yeah. So what we're hearing is Bret Hart Jennings' single question mark. <laughs> you hear that first here at Mutiny Radio. Next comic come to the stage. He's uh, lovely. He uh, fucks Uber drivers and uh, one of my close friends, uh, Alexi. Yeah! Don't tell my business like that. <laughs> okay, yeah, new stuff. Uh, so I am trying to practice more stand up because I want to get better at public speaking. Um, I joined a volleyball team full of all Europeans, and I had never played volleyball before. I just wanted to, like, try new things. And I don't know if you're familiar with Europeans, like the French and the Russians and the Germans. They're not very kind or gentle with their feedback. So that was a rough season for me. <laughs> I also got a lot of stage fright when I had to, like, call the ball. <laughs> so I'm really hoping that this one turns around. But I did appreciate the diversity, even though the season was bad, because, like, you know, the city offers a lot of cool things throughout sports and uh, other culture. Uh, the one thing about San Francisco that I think is pretty interesting that I am on board with but have some critiques with is everyone, uh, well, especially the gays, all the gays are in open relationships, 
Uh, and it's very, like, the barrier to entry is very high. It's like asking five years experience for an entry-level job. Like, you have to have a relationship to get a relationship. And I'm like, just give me a chance. <laughs> I can do it. I promise. I am very loyal and very dedicated. This past weekend, I actually sucked someone's dick for an entire season of Shit's Creek. Um, it was He had such a blast. I did, too, but mostly because I hadn't watched Shit's Creek because I got locked out of my account. Um, but uh, in the middle of it, he was like, are you hungry? And I was like, well, not right now, <laughs> but I could be later. <laughs> and so he ordered me pad thai because I was hungry. Um, which is all this to say, gays, give me a chance. Um, so I did go on a date with this guy who was a Gemini, which is wild because I'm a Gemini, and I thought that like you could always understand every emotion that we're ever going through. And when I went on a date with him, I realized that he was a Gemini, and I had no clue if he was having like a good time or not on the date. Uh, but then at the end of the night, we did a little kissy-kissy, so I was like, all right, he's having a good time. Uh, and then so I... I asked him out again, and he read my message but didn't reply. So I was like, all right, he's not into it. So to get back at him, I did sleep with his husband. <laughs> because they have, supposedly, uh, an open communication. So, I mean, I wanted the husband to go back and be like, he was so funny, he was so great, he really missed out. So I'm just like the one that got away. Oh, 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 okay, yes, so uh, I have a personal trainer, thank you, um, because I wanted to, like, get better at fitness or whatever and, like, bully the weights around, um, and then I told my trainer that I was starting to do stand-up, and he really wants me to jo make a joke about him, but I really don't know how I'm going to make him funny, but he's, like, the straightest queer person I have ever met, because uh, I went to Fitness Castro, Right, and I was like, if I'm gonna get a trainer, I want someone gay because I don't want the whole bro code thing. Rah rah, protein, eat it, snort it, lick it. I wanted someone to be like, hey, let's like do squats and get a fat ass. But then I met him, and he was he kept calling me bro, and that just like took me back to like middle school and like ass or whatever. And I was like, I don't know if this is a safe space or not. Uh, and then at the end, he I realized he told me that he was pansexual, and I was like, okay, sick. But I wasn't super convinced. Um, that's really all I have about him so far. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that is where I'm going to end it. <laughs> yeah, all right, that is this week's The Gay Diaries with Alex. Like, that's what I'm just going to call your fucking set, just like The Gay Diaries. I love it so much. Like, can you just call me and just do that, like, randomly? Like, you have my number. All right. All right, this next comedian, I think she's new to the stage. She's very awesome, very wonderful, cool people. She told me to call her Woo! Yeah! Hello, guys. So this is my first time, and I'm super excited. So, woohoo! So here's some feed, like here's some background. I am Indian. Moved to the moved to SF ten months. Growing up, I was a nerd. Then I became a computer I moved to the city. Um, I basically, then, my 
might as well may become a comedian now. Yeah, so let's but let's talk about SF. Okay. So when I moved here, like I was like, I'm going to California. It's gonna be warm and sunny and hot. And I didn't bring jackets, right? And I thought it's 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 gonna be warm and hot here. I come here, right? Like I'm coming and I land in a hotel. And I'm like, it's kind of cold, it's chilly, right? And then I give it a week. I think it's going to get better. It doesn't. It's just as chilly, right? And I'm freezing in my T-shirt. And I ask my friends, hey, what's up with the weather, right? It's supposed to be warm and sunny. And they're just like, this is the weather, right? In September. So I'm like, okay, when is the summer? They're like, uh, it's going to come, it's going to come. And guys, it's been 11 months. I still don't see it. <laughs> so I think this is the city of lies. Like, I think I get it. I, I don't blame the VCs, right? I don't blame the FTXs of the world who are, like, stealing money. Like, I think it rubs off from the weather. Like, it's raining in the winter. And it's still not summer. Anyway, I think it will make it better. Um, what? So when I was coming from the airport on the first day, I realized I was going to be in SF. SF, I realized, was about two things, AI and tech. And I was, like, tech I get, right? I'm Indian, and I was born with a tech mantle. But uh, <laughs> hiking, like, I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't into hiking, right? And I didn't get it. But a week later, I realized I had to trek to trade a trek to target so you i think become a hiker and then you just get better over time anyway so i think that's that and also like talking about lying in the bay area right like bay the degrading scene is so bad like but i think these guys figured it out right like sf has more dogs than cats so i think somewhere down the line people started optimizing Instead of chasing one dog, I'm going to have a dog chase. That's, that is wise. Like, that is like wisdom, guys. Like, this city is progressing. Yeah. Also, like, you know you're kind of a misfit when you're walking around. So, like, in the New Yorks of the world, you understand the billboards, right? Like, you'll see fishes, or you'll see shampoos, or conditioners. In the Bay Area, you know you're a misfit when you get the like Zoho One, for sales and marketing. And you know you're not the target audience, right? Like, <laughs> you don't fit in here. <laughs> like, and Zoho is an Indian startup, right? And I work in business, and I still don't get it. So, like, <laughs> what's happening? Yeah, okay. Uh, the last thing. Um, so, let's talk about Indians, right, in the Bay Area. I am Indian, right? And when people tell me that they're Indian over here, they're wearing kurtas and they're celebrating Diwali and they're eating chicken tikka masala from Trader Joe's, right? And I'm like, you guys don't get it, like, like growing up, I was breathing the polluted air, right? Like 14 hours in a day. I spent four hours of my childhood in traffic every single fucking day. And I had relatives ask me questions like every week. Don't tell me you're Indian unless you go through all that bullshit and trauma, right? Like, <laughs> like, sorry, it's it's not as simple. And 
last thing is about tech bros. Like I think tech bros is a negative connotation in Bay Area. But I've had like Indian tech friends and they're like tech brothers or like bhais as we call it. And I'll tell you why. They like call each other up and this is like a conversation between two guys, right? And one's gonna be like, yeah, what do you want to have for dinner tonight, bro? And he's like, I'll make paneer matar masala. And he's like, okay, I'll wash the dishes. Bye. Right? Like, I'm like, I don't, like, people don't have these conversations and relationships today. Like, what the fuck are you guys doing? <laughs> it's, it's warm and it's cool bromance. And about relationships, I think the most consistent relationships that people have over here are with uh, either their pets or with Trader Joe's. Right? Or with your local grocery stores. And if not that, I think it's just the Wi-Fi. Right? At least that's strong. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys. That's it. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. Dude, for your first time, that was killer. Do you want some feedback at all? Like, anything? Like, yeah, this is the joke workshop. Uh, you're really good at telling stories, like, and explaining stuff. Uh you just need to find the funnies, like you know, like I, the the very situational the, the stuff is very funny. I I I very uh, I enjoyed I enjoyed your storytelling and you, I don't you just have a really good pacing naturally and did really good just speaking up there. Do you do public speaking at all, nor like anywhere else? Like you did public speaking growing up. Okay, so I could tell you're a little uh, natural doing that. Um, you one thing uh, you need to learn how to hold a mic better. Uh, that's something you can learn here. Uh, just the you know one of the things is uh, you need to hold it to where you can he like actually hear yourself through the speakers, you know. Uh, and y you can do lots of other things. There's lots of different ways to hold a mic, uh, but a big thing is learning how to take the mic off, moving it away from you know your s the stand, like learning how to hold it, you know, just having a little bit of a presence. But that'll come. But you you really like you have a really good uh, way of telling a story, and uh, if. Uh, you know, you keep at it. I think you, uh, you you can do well. Just uh, within your stories, you want like some sort of punchline every like twenty something seconds, twenty two seconds. That's like the general rule of thumb. Uh, is there anything anybody else wants to say? Anybody? No? Yeah. See the rep. Right, hold the microphone. Yeah. All right. Uh, uh, what? Are you signed up? You know, I did it just in. Of course. Yeah, on the radio right now. You want to go? Right now. Yeah, fuck it. Yeah. This dude's never been on the radio before, everybody. Yeah, fuck it. This dude's never. I don't even know who he is. It's Encore. Yeah. He's going. He's on his way. Hell yeah. Is it this one? This fuck. Yeah, that one right there. Good job. Hey, hey. What's up, America? Yeah. Yeah, my name is Ankur. I just uh, got here from Germany. I'm traveling through, so thanks a lot. Um, this room is full. There's uh, 300 people on here, for those who can't see. That's right. Yeah, there's a lot happening. Um, yeah, um, I know what some of you are thinking, and it's true. I am indeed uh, single. Uh, yeah, it's because of the way I look. I, I don't, uh, dating is completely online these days, and uh, yeah, I don't have a face for Tinder. So that's a problem, um, but uh, you know it's uh, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm not ugly, you know. I'm I shouldn't say I'm ugly. I uh, how do I put it? I'm I'm someone who doesn't get a second glance in the street. 
You know, there's this people who get a second glance on the street. I'm not one of them. The only reason a woman on the street looks at me a second time is to make sure I'm not following her. That's sad but true. Yeah. And it's just not, not just my face. Like, if you think my, my, my face looks weird, like, you don't want to see me naked. Things get really bad down there, man. I just, I'm so, yeah, just shriveled up down there. I smell weird. You know, it's not, it's not good. It's not good for anyone. Yeah. I, I, I put the E in patriarchy. <laughs> like, that's, that's me. Yeah. When I'm lying on top of a woman, she wishes there was a glass ceiling on top of her. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. Sorry, ladies. Um, yeah. Um, San Francisco is weird. Um, it's really odd here. Yeah. Uh, everyone wants to go hiking. Yeah, that's some white people shit. Yeah. What's up with hiking? I mean, actually, everything in San Francisco is white people shit. Yeah, I haven't seen a lot of black folk out here. Yeah, I think there's more broken car windows in this city than there are black people. <laughs> it's uh, it's uh, sad but true. Um, yeah, hiking is weird. Have you noticed how um, white people get friendlier on the mountain? What the? <laughs> <laughs> What's going on there? Yeah, I went, I went, I went uh, hiking up Sutro the other day. Yeah, it was weird. Like at the base of the mountain, people just like nod your he nod their head at you, and then you like climb up a few hundred feet, and people start with like "Good morning," "Hey there," climb up another few hundred feet, and they're like "Top of the morning to you." I'm like, "Bitch, who the fuck do you think you are? The Queen of England? I can see tenderloin from here." Yeah, I'm all right. I just wrote that, so I'll work on it. Um, people here say it's the uh, Indian summer. You guys heard that term? We're going to have the Indian summer. The Indian summer. Guys, this is not the Indian summer. You know, if this was the Indian summer, like we'd have hot water coming out of the cold water taps. You know, that's what you call an Indian summer. If it's an, if it's an Indian summer, it's like 45, oh, 45 degrees. How much is that in freedom units? 187 degrees I'm going with. Sounds right. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. what. I, I, 100 and... 30. Let's settle for 130. Oh, that, that got a laugh. All right, 130, ladies and gentlemen. Um, yeah, hey, the summer. I fucking hate the summer. Yeah, the reason I hate the summer is uh, but fruit flies. Anyone else? What the hell are fruit flies, guys? Where do they come from? I buy, I buy a banana in the morning, chuck it in the corner three hours later. It looks like National Geographic. Yeah, what the hell is that? You know, fruit flies in my kitchen are like Giants fans on the public transport. Because if you see three in the morning, you know there's going to be 10,000 by nighttime. All right. Hey, that was my time. Thanks a lot for letting me on. You guys you guys been great. All right. Thanks. Ciao, ciao, ciao. Yeah, yeah, encore. That was great. Yeah, that was fucking dope, everybody. Now we're here at the End of Joke Workshop. This is the end of the show, everybody. Welcome to Mutiny Radio. So glad you came out. Uh, we do this every Monday here at Joke Workshop. Pam will be back tomorrow. Yeah, Pam, meet you ready. Oh, guys, speaking of which, we got the fucking comedy festival. Uh, the comedy festival coming up. The Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival starting in October. Hey, guys, don't forget to look on our Instagram at Mutiny Radio SF. Don't forget at Mutiny Radio SF or the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. Yeah, that's my radio voice. Y'all like it? Is that fun? I like it. Anyway, guys, that's the end of the show. Thank you. Woo!
look how he put up his jacket, uh, you know, collar pop. Because yeah, like a human does. People would even... do that in the cold. What is he, Falco? Okay, listen now. Here we go. Yeah, right. Perfect. So that blew me away. You, you, you ain't heard nothing yet. That became a big thing. You ain't heard nothing yet. I remember I fainted and, and shot blood that night. <laughs> okay, you can turn it down. I can't turn it off. What's a tootsie? It, it's a girl. He's saying tootsie goodbye. Side. Don't cry. The choo-choo train that takes me away from you. No words can tell how sad it makes me. Tootsie, don't cry. Gotta go. The bus is outside. Tootsie don't call me, I'll call you. The Greyhound bus that takes me. Oh, well, Have you ever whistling. heard? Listen to his whistling. He, now he's whistling? Nuts. Now, what he's doing with his la uh, right hand, pretending like he's playing a trumpet or something, that's all fake. It doesn't affect the sound. He's just whistling. So it's fun. He's not modulating his mouth organ to make these noises? His mouth organ, he is. But his fingers but fingers don't do anything. Oh right, yeah, I see what you're saying. He's not yeah. It looks like he's pressing and like playing a clarinet or something. I guess this Dude, is jazz singing. He's so weird. Whoa, look at him go. Look at the trumpeteer, he's like finally could play something. Don't cry. We're getting to our big Ugly ending. Dances like a girl. He's moonwalking. Goodbye. Yeah, don't you remember we were fucking in the audience at this point? Just a mass orgy. Uncontrollable. Now watch. I can't they believe do, it. They will do some sort of mis. Watch this. They'll do the I'm same shot again and again and again. It's like a glitch and in again. the matrix. Oh, it's a, this is a glitch again, in the matrix. A glitch in the matrix. This is all not real, Carl. Oh, a glitch yeah, in the matrix. Going. This is me on my Instagram. Check out the standing ovation I got. It lasted six seconds. <laughs> then we'll just loop it. Congratulations. Congratulations. Now, a guy comes over. Tell that man I want to fuck him. <laughs> this lady over there. He says she wants to fuck you. Oh, oh. Okay. Look at them, they're banging away on the table. What kind of restaurant is this shit? Yeah, they give him little mallets. Pops the guy for the restaurant. Stop banging on my tables. I'm trying to make food. Get a wreck of my shit. Please have a seat. And the little mallets. I guess it's intentional. I can't think with your fucking mallets. <laughs> so, um... I understand that you want the man said you wanted to fuck me. No, I said I wanted to bang. Well, isn't that the same thing? No, with these these little hammers. Here, take one. Let's You're so bang. literal in the twenties. Well, he so now we're back to a silent film where he's very expressive. He's very oh expressive. yeah yeah. There's many jazz singers, but you have a tear in your voice. Oh sure. Yes. 
See, the thing is, she knows he's complicated. That's no, why she's attracted. She actually said a tear because his voice was so bad. It sounded like he had a rip uh, in his voice. I am tearing your eardrums. <laughs> I am ripping you. Goodbye. Hey, what? thanks for the sex, but my train is here. Gotta go. Now, look, back in the day, <clears throat> you know, 1927 or whatever, there were two competing incompatible sound systems. The This Vitaphone, this was done. And there's okay. something called Fox's photo film. So the thing is, you had to be one or the other. You know what I mean? But this is a Warner. Oh, so but Warner Brothers use either Vitaphone or the other guy. No, they used Vitaphone. But there okay. were also Fox had photo film, which sounds like picture picture to me. Uh, also... The, the sound, like the whole, the process, that's, that's, how do you say it? Kibitzer? Kibitzer. 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 Like kibbles and bits. Kibitzer. $250. You see that? $250. That would be $3,600 today. And he's got a girl. Yup. Jack Robin is his name. He's forsaken his Robina. <laughs> Jack Robin. Terrible. That's a that's what comics do, right? Because you have two first names as a first and last name. The classic uh -huh. Steve Martin name. Martin is like, a first name. Okay. Yeah, like Martin Lawrence. Mm -hmm. Martin Lawrence, another one. Or Carl. Uh, uh, Car Carl. I guess I don't do that. No, your name is first and last name. Oh, he married a Sixka. Sixka. <laughs> Listen to me. I know I can't yeah. talk. This fucking one of them Christian broads. So but yeah, in um, so many words. It's good. Why can't I pronounce that? So the the one Jewish guy meets his friend in the park and says, how's it going? It's going terrible. I sent my son to Israel and he came back a Christian. The guy, the other guy goes, "What? We gotta go to the rabbi with this." So they go to the rabbi. He says, "Look, rabbi, he 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 sends this kid to Israel. Comes back a Christian." He goes, "What?" We got to talk to God. So they go to God. And the rabbi's like, look, this guy, he sent his kids to Israel, comes back a Christian. And God goes, well, I don't know what to tell you. I sent my son to Israel. Come back Christian. Fucking on new rabbi. So then who do they talk to? Listen, that's a hilarious old joke taught to me by Jewish people from my fourth Israeli country. <laughs> They were, the they were making fun of you. Okay, so now Jackie Ro Jackie Robbins has written home, right? And yeah. uh, But Dad is still being such a, like, uh, he's just being such a little girl. I mean, he's just like, I have no son! You know, it's been like eight to ten years, you know what I mean? Like, Yeah. It's been like oh. at least those pairs of years. So now he's in a show, thanks to Mary, the girl who, the woman who saw him. Now we're about to see somebody called Loy, um, Myrna Loy. And apparently she's a big famous person because the internet makes a big deal that she gets a two second appearance. Look at yeah, Mary. Yeah, no, she's, she's a name for sure. I, I, I'm 
I don't really remember a film I've seen. Me neither. Uh, the name Mirna Loy sounds familiar, but the internet made a big deal. Oh, here we go. <laughs> I love these vaudevillian shows. This is this is more fun. Like I always complain about when they have vaudevillian stuff on. No, movies. no, it's not vaudeville. It's not vaudeville. But okay, go ahead. Oh, it's jazz singing, but jazz singing or whatever. Like just yeah. a live show. This seems okay. like a, a story that takes place during this. You know what I mean? Like yes. he sings, but it's more character based. He's sure goofy about her. That is Mirna Loy. He doesn't stand a chance with Mary. Well, Mirna's fucking wrong. Uh, anyway, Which that's was it. Mirna, on the left or right? On the left, and she goes on wow. to entertain. Look at this. They got to entertain the audience at all costs. Listen, uh, we're going to take a break in between acts. Oh, no, we can't. Here's some aerobatic bullshit. <laughs> that's right. <clears throat> so Mary gets an offer to go to New York, uh, Chicago, and become a big deal, right? This so, is current. This is 2019. They're actually putting the date on this movie, August 8th. Yeah, that's right. As a matter of fact, there is a continuity error. He's writing her a letter, and it says, like, August 7th. And then when she gets it, it says August 8th. I think it's no big deal, but the internet cares. Well, I mean, a lot of people must have seen this movie hundreds of times. There must be some fans of this movie who've seen it wow. more times than we have. Yes. So they're not really boyfriend and girlfriend, but they're like got such a crush on each other and they're heading that way. And now he's she's being called away <clears throat> to Chicago. So this is this is Mary that. from years ago too, right? Like they've been going steady for a while. No, they're not going steady at all. This is Mary from the restaurant just a little while ago who said, oh, I'll let you it. So she gave him a chance in the show, and he's about to become part of it. And just as that happens, she starts – now she's leaving. Oh, bye. Yeah, he'll never see her again. I typed – I made a typo when I went to see this movie, and I wound up watching on YouTube The Ass Singer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's gross. It wasn't sound. There was sound. Was it from farting? He would make singing noise? Like he would talk? It, yeah. People were like, we heard plenty. Okay, look. This is a very famous cantor. One of the biggest ones of all time. And he's basically getting a cameo in this. It's like... Oh, cool. So they're going to have him sing? Yeah, he's going to sing. You know, because of the that. budget, they can only afford to, to tape the matinee show. <laughs> Yossi Rosenblatt, Ukrainian-born cantor and composer. Regarded as the greatest cantor of his time, now he died early. He died at age 51. Okay. Um, his fame extended beyond the Jewish world. Large concert fees, a singing role in this, the jazz singer, the singer and also... The Sobriquite, the Jewish Caruso? I don't know what that is. What is it? I don't know. Type it, type it in the private chat. <laughs> type it in the private oh, chat so I can okay. see what you say. Okay, I'll type it in. It's really All right, no one look. This is a private chat. I'm putting it says it in the private comments. chat. It's not a private chat. It's the comments. Oh, it's under comment? Oh, shit, I got to use my mouse. All right, I'm looking at the comments section. 
Okay, I'm putting it in. It is right. a S O B. Uh, I didn't say screen share, you dummy. You know, everyone private here in the. Okay, private chat, you win. All right, all right. Well, now yes. I got to click back to private. You can hear the people in the synagogue. Mike Spiegel with the seventh. You're just as bad as your great 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 grandfather. Will you shut up during the rabbi singing and the cantor is singing? I'm sorry. I'm I'm putting it in. Did you hit enter when you're done? You know, like you hit enter or return. I see nothing in our private chat. Okay, there it is. Oh, you want me to pronounce that? Yeah. So French. That's not Yiddish. So, so cret, so breet, so briquet. It's S O B R I Q U E T. It's like yes. a soliloquy, like a so. Oh, look, August seventh, August seventh, Okay, so Maybe this is a flashback. Well, that's the thing. When uh, when he gets it, when she gets it, it's August eighth. Weird. Well, maybe the mail service from Medford, Illinois, is superior. And can get it. There. We get it on time. We get it a day early. <laughs> Look at him. He's like, ah, oh, I'm so clever. I don't need a chair. I can sit on my luggage. <laughs> Man, spread all I want. Life on the road. Air now feels good on my ball, dangling balls. Air feels good on my dangling balls. Because, <laughs> you know, that kind of material, it just blows right. Oh yeah, right. It goes. The breeze goes right through there. Uh, a little yeah. drama. Yeah, Let's she's so rave. I'm better than that guy, and they're like, "Oh, he's the best." I didn't realize this was all mostly kind of half silent and half talky. Yeah, Bill, that's this, they're so in tune. Now look when when he goes and visits his mom. We're going to have a great segment. We got to listen to the whole thing. Okay. Yeah. All right. Oh, wait. You're not leaving on this train. Your booking has been canceled. Oh, don't you hate oh, that? Oh, bummer. Shit, but I got a deck of cards and everything. <clears throat> I've been going over big. I got a deck of cards for the train. Yeah, I got a cup of coffee. Sorry, that's the word from New York. Wow, that's... You're Business is brutal. Second Medfield, Illinois. It's not even Chicago. Now our hero, the bitchy, la the grouchy lady. She's the winner. She's our hero. Said. <laughs> uh, sorry you yeah. got shit canned. See ya. Guess you don't have to. Hey. You see. But guess what, pal? You didn't get shit canned. They're gonna bring you to New York. You're in. Thank. What? Wait a minute. He, he shit-talked him in front of the colleagues? Right, colleagues and then we like get all floating. on the train and drive away thinking he got right. shit man. He's like, that train's gonna move. That train's gonna float off their hot air. <laughs> Did you see that scene? Oh, tell me again. Tell me again. Oh, you were there. Oh, Pulling nothing. Here's the train ticket now. What kind of shenanigans is that? Look at that. He slaps him five-five. Yeah, well, no, he went to shake his hand and he bounced off. No, he slapped it and shook it. Stop yelling. Mother, that's famous, right? Well, oh, yes, yeah. I gotta tell you, his behavior towards his mom is fucking weird. 
first Ooh. of all, there's something sexual about it. And secondly, uh -huh. it's way over the top. Way over the top. Oh, my mommy. Hey, oh, mommy. Oh, mommy. It's ridiculous. You'll see. Silent movies kind of, kind of a ridiculous. Oh, this is Quinn 60th birthday. Oh, 60th. 60th. Wow. Yeah. And what's he going to get? Well, he, oh, it's a prayer shawl. He got a nice Great. prayer shawl. Very nice. That's what he needed. Oh, no. Well, they got the, the wife same got one. The same thing. Yeah. Uh oh. It's the same. Oh. Oh, boy. Oh, my goodness. Oh. Life is so, so crazy. <laughs> Maybe the guy, the guy at the department store is like, score, sold two in one day. Now, here's Moshe. Now, in what has Moshe brought? He's brought a present, and guess what it is? He goes, XX. He goes, I got this because I think you ladies need some nice jugs around here <laughs> because you're deflated pancakes. Oh, probably wine. And what did he get for the 60th birthday? It's a fucking prayer. Just like sitcom. Look how raggedy his jacket is. Now, this guy in real life, his name as an he's uh, was Jewy Jusen, and uh, he played Jewish parts. <laughs> but it was a stage name. That was a stage oh, name. Oh right, yeah. real name uh, was. Um, I seen his westerns. Sheriff Jewy Jusen. <laughs> he was really Jusen Owitz, but they you know they shortened it so it would be less Jewish. Oh, you're missing all the Jewish humor in this movie. Another we talked friend. through the rabbi. We talked through all the prayers. What am I, 12 years old studying for my bar mitzvah? <laughs> okay, so here comes our man, and he's back where he grew up. Okay, he hasn't been here for years. This is all real, by the way. Oh, look, he bumps into the kibitz, kibitzer. Yeah. Are you Jackie's original Jewish name? Oh, yeah, I think you're mistaken. My name is Jackie Cabinet. Are you Yudelson, the kibitzer? Okay, so maybe his real-life name is Moshe. Let me look that up here. Um, well, it could be his first name. It could be. Um... Moshe. Wow, look at this street. So cool. Here he goes. He doesn't recognize it's him. Oh, he does recognize it's him. Now he's home. This is it. This is a big moment. You're you're right, Mike. That was his last name, Udelson. His name is Moish as a character is Moisha Udelson. His real name's Otto Lederer. He died in nineteen sixty-five. He was Czechoslovakian American. Hundred and twenty films he was in. Jeez. Including a Laurel and Hardy. Now we're gonna get a bunch of over the top mummy stuff. When I tell you, hey, sound, you got to do it. Not yet. Not it's yet. too late. I got the sound up. Well, it's you know, then you're gonna hate it because it's too early. Okay. Mommy! Well, let me tell you a joke. So there's an ant infestation going on at an Orthodox okay. synagogue. Oh no, okay. three rabbis are talking, right? The Orthodox said, "Yeah, we had these ants, and I, I uh, called a service, and they took care of it, but the ants came back. I didn't know what to do, and then this." Uh, 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 conservative rabbi says, "Yeah, you know, we had ants too, and we wanted to do like these safe traps, but they kept crawling out of the traps. They kept coming back, even though we we sent them out. 
And then the uh, reform rabbi says, oh, you know what I did? I bar mitzvahed all of them, and they never came back at all. The next day, they were gone. Never showed up at the synagogue ever again. Right, you just bar mitzvahed them. Yep. I get it. That's reform people. But they do come for for, uh, uh, Passover and Yom Kippur, right? Don't they? Who, what, the answer, Elijah? No, the reform Jews. Oh, yeah. No, it's just a different time. It's all, yes, it's all good, Carl. Look, Mommy, I got this ridiculous triangle case. <laughs> I thought he was going to pull out his heroin needle. Now, look oh, at that. Oh, wait, oh, got a present for her. All right, don't look. It says, I love you, Mommy. Yeah. Now he goes, did you steal? Watch wow. this interstitial. Jackie. Okay, diamonds with stones in it. You didn't do anything wrong, did you, Jackie? Yaku. Jakey. J-A-K-I-E. Look, you ain't heard nothing yet. You see that? Weird. They used the interstitial for that, too? Now, look. Didn't his picture used to hang there? What the fuck, Mom? Right. That's how he saw ass hurt, ass sore, eight-year-old, 13-year-old version of Oh, right, He's, he doesn't exist here anymore. The fuck's with my picture? Jockey. It's sad. It's sad. He doesn't have a son anymore, so why would he put up the picture of his son? Now, in real life, that dad is only six years older than him. He is older than him, but, you know, the, he couldn't have had a kid at six. Get typecast as an old guy, and that's it. Boom. Ow. I'm trying to think, like, was Al Jolson, like, relevant in the 60s? 60s? Like, at what point did we started picking up on him for pop culture-wise, right? Like, did he have a show in the 50s? Well, I got a... No, not really. He went away. I gotta. I'm gonna tell you about it, but not right now. Turn up the okay. sound now, because this is this is the big one. Now you'll know this song. Look at him emoting. He bats his eyes at you. Yeah. He's just like, I'm fooling around, I'm fucking around, you know it, I'm having a fun time. He's, he's crooning-ish. Yeah. Yeah. Blue sky. Now, check out this great dialogue. Okay. It was ad libbed, or they had one take. (laughs) Now look, he's gonna steal something. (laughs) Something sexy here. Now, the Bronx was suburbia then. Really? Uh, Bergs. Goldbergs. Suburbs. 
suburb. Is that a Jewish suburb, a suburb? Goldberg. Listen to this. Now listen to this. That's the tunnel of love. Leave something? Back to a silent film. <laughs> I heard that. You won't hear and, anything anymore. Now look, they'll get up again. Watch. You see how they just got up? There's a glitch yeah. in the matrix. They get up again. Yeah. What? What, what the is the matrix, fuck? Carl? The matrix? If you don't know what the matrix is, you just follow the blue bunny. Okay. Look, I got these two pills. Take the red pill, and everything goes back to normal. Take the blue pill, and you're going to be stoned out your mind! <laughs> Carl, give me the blue pill, motherfucker. <laughs> it's an acid peyote mix. Carl, don't forget, I don't know when we're going to be airing this, but March 26th, John Wick Chapter 4, his theaters. Oh, that's a long COVID, but now it's finally here. Thank goodness I can... Still wait. I can absolutely wait. <laughs> you can still wait. Now, how dare you bring that fucking jazz in this fucking house? Right. What an insult. That's a very famous old song. It's not, it's a classical tune. I, I don't know who wrote it. Yeah, this song, I know this song. Again, you know, this song is used in, like, Monty Python. We exactly. interrupt. We're sorry to interrupt. We're sorry to interrupt the interruption of the interruption. <laughs> and now we right. return without interruption. So he's basically saying, look, hey, you don't want to be a cantor. Five generations were a cantor. And he goes, look, I'm sorry. I, I This is, you know, you grew up in the old country. I didn't. I grew up here. You'd feel the same way. This is another day. Kind of a good point, I guess. Even though he's betraying five generations of canters, yeah, it's a heavy load. This guy was a Swedish actor. Um, he was American, but he's from Sweden. He would, did a bunch of uh, Broadway stuff and film, but he was always known as the um, Chinese character. He played Doctor Fu Manchu. He played Harry Chang in Shanghai Express, and oh. for sixteen films, he played Charlie Chan. Unbelievable. No, he goes, oh. many happy returns of the day. He got him. What do you think he got him for, for his birthday? A phonograph? A prayer shawl. Oh, ah. Oh, sorry. Hi. I feel like this. Ah. Moisha. Hi. Moisha, you were in here. Now, the the... Father doesn't take it. He's all butthurt and 
Just what you needed. There's some guys at Gimbal who sold four prayer shawls in one day. He's just like, I love it. <laughs> hi, can, can I help you? Yeah, hi, my friend the rabbi is birth, 60th birthday is coming. I don't know what to get him. I want to get him something unique. Unique, you say? Well, I was just <laughs> tell. I mean, I have an idea shawl for you. <laughs> <laughs> so Al Jolson died early, and he was not really very relevant. He died in 1950. He was only... <laughs> Um, 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 64 years old. That's not so early, but it is early. Yeah. And in the 20s, he was one of the greatest, you know, like most famous and highest paid stars. This was, he was self billed, self billed as the world's greatest entertainer. Uh, you, you know, I think I think I think I've seen his gravestone. Let me write this down. Oh. Mm -hmm. Jolson, doom, two two D. Goodbye. Nope. Hillside <laughs> Memorial Park in Los Angeles is where gotcha. Al Jolson's gigantic mausoleum. It's not even a mausoleum. It is a. I'm looking at the picture right now because. Why don't you go there and film why you should watch the next LWAFLMOYT? That's right. Hey, coming up, we'll be watching the jazz singer with starring Al Jolson, who's right behind me. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Literally, I'm here. He's there. If you were a jerk, you could dig him up. Really, seriously, you could, and say, "What are you? We're, we're doing you on the next podcast." Oh, oh yeah. You know, I could go virtual. I could say, uh, "Hi, my name is Mike, and this is called Exhuming Al Jolson from Hillside <laughs> Memorial Park." Do do do. No, do, not, do, do, but it's do, huge. Do. It's like it's the weirdest thing. Like, uh, I, I I've seen it before, so that's kind of strange. Now, the no. guy who directed this, Nate, his name's Alan Crossland, and his grave. He only died. He died at forty-one because there was a car accident. But his oh. grave was unmarked. Sixty-seven years later, in two thousand three, they donated a headstone. He had an unmarked grave. This director. Oh my god. Yeah. Huh. Okay, so now he's in New York and the rehearsals are going and they're in good form, but the show's not so great. It's really Al Jolson who's saving it. Jackie Robbins who's Look saving at the dance number is cool. Okay, so I keep bringing this up, but I guess my beef is that when we have movie when the culture of the time when movies were out where people would go see live shows as part of the right. entertainment. Right. And there was a film, and they're showing you the live entertainment. They could do it as a voyeur, like as an audience member. Like you get to see a live show as a theater, or you have a behind the scenes like drama. Like happening. right now. Right, right now. But I think this movie handles it really well. Like the mm -hmm. story kind of is more predominant than the show stuff. You know what I mean? Like, uh, yeah. I don't know. Well, they get a little weirded out by that. Well, you're going to get weirded out because there's a lot of backstage stuff here in which, like, they're appealing to him. Well, I won't ruin I kind of want to ruin it. Oh, there's Mary. I thought we'd never see her again. Right. Oh, she left her hat here. She had to go pick it up. So now we find out Mary's the one who recommended him for the New York show. That separated him from his current entourage. Is then, yeah. Unless they're in Chicago and I've got, no, they're definitely no, in, they're New, in York. New York. No, they're in New York. He went, oh, oh. 
I don't know how Mary got from her Chicago review to New York, but she has, and she's gotten Al Jolson the job. Goodbye. He goes, hey, what is say, Mary? How does he talk? My life. No. God, who holds their hat like that? What do you mean all the time back then? It's like ten and two, but two hands like. Look, everything was different. Look at his hair; it's all greasy. It's greased, Uh, but everybody's is. And he's wearing lipstick, but that's because he's in a movie, you know. but still, the, the button's all the way tight to the top with the, you know, it's, it was just a different time. That's like we saw that 1936 movie and their vision of the future. That was their, oh. their vision of the future. They were still their 1930s hairstyles and sure. style of dress, even though it was moderned up. Oh, then it's you I'm thankful for. That's right. Yeah. We're going to do a reverse me too, buddy. Oh, is she going to approach him? Yeah. Welcome to the show. Uh, sorry you have to bang her to get the role. <laughs> You've got a hard spot to fill. This isn't going to be easy. That's all right. You need to see my toot toot tootsie. Oh, no, that's that's yesterday new. Toot toot tootsie, goodbye. <laughs> you think Tootsie Roll came from that? Uh, Tootsie Roll. I wouldn't know. Tootsie. Yeah, maybe. I mm. bet you there's some history I'm... here. If only we had some sort of search engine that we could just, you know, because I don't have time to go to the library. I don't have time. Oh, the library's going to close in about two hours. So if we wrap this movie up, I could probably hit the hay and get there. Oh, I okay. could call Ask the Librarian at 1 900. Oh. What what happened? He's got stiff disease. He's got he's got boring stiff disease. What's going on? Is the rabbi sick? He needs two women to walk around his bed at all times. He goes, look, 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 it's your no good son. He's gonna be right here tomorrow night, the April. He's got glasses and he puts a spectacle. Oh, no, it's just one glass. He's got that weird. Monocle. Monocle. If Jackie knew his father was sick, he would come. So why don't we go and fucking bug him? And that's what we're going to see now for a lot night. of the film. But he's going to cancel that. You could spoil this. He's going to cancel his opening night to be home with his dad, right? Yeah. If that's the plot. Yeah, but I mean, it's... It's a long road to get there, but yes, Michael, yes. That now, are we going to eat our cake and then have our cake? Are we going to see him perform and then he's going to run home? Yes, and that's right. There's, yeah. there's a dress rehearsal, and this will be our opportunity to see him perform. And then, yeah, for the actual – but the thing is, it's just opening night. Now, the thing is, you know how much money is invested uh, I mean, oh, sure. tens of dollars, tens of dollars they put into this. <laughs> and then they're going to have to cancel their opening night. I mean, Ugh. we stand to lose 1850. 
So anyway, Bond well, seeing, you know, equivalent today's money, he really is going to sort of screw them because they're opening night. You know, that's when I'm sure it was a sold out house. So he, professionally, he's fucking himself over because he's leaving right. opening night. Romantically, he's he's screwing the pooch because yeah. she got him there. They're yep. really in love. And now he's going to walk out of her. But however, it's for family. Which, right. Which at least she should understand. So she'll come back. In the end, she will understand. Now, look, in uh, he was the first. Al Jolson was the first to entertain the troops in World War II. <laughs> look at you. You don't belong. Uh, he was the no, first. No, but I thought it was funny. Like, he stared at the legs and he's like. Uh... Yeah. Yeah. So when he's going to have an awkward scene with that lady right there. You see the lady sitting there when yeah. he, when he, I, I don't get that. Like, it says no smoking. You thought the sign says, said no smoking. Who's who's smoking? Okay. The actor, actor. What the fuck you say, Jack Robin? Okay, now when the guy walks away, watch his interaction with the cute girl. Okay, what's the cute girl right now? Eyes are on her. Ooh. <laughs> Is she still checking him out? Noodleson. So anyway, you know our guy. He's not going to take some bullshit like sorry. So he just bullies his way up there and he goes, Jackie! Hey, Robin Witch! No, no, Robin, Robin. Mary doesn't like it. Mary, don't, what the right. fuck's this? This interloper. Tomorrow's the Day of Atonement. They think he's Young seen Okay, so as I said, he was the first to entertain the troops in World War II. So in 1950, he was also the first to entertain the GIs in Korea. He says he performed 42 shows in 16 days. 16 days, 42 shows. Do the math. How is that possible? He, he died weeks after returning from the to the U.S., partially, partly only owing to the physical exhaustion from that performance schedule. So he died at 64. He was old. But the army killed him. Kind of. I mean, if he did two shows a day, that's only 32 shows. He did an extra 10. So there was days with three shows, like weekends. Isn't that always? I mean, there's a matinee show we just saw here of a rabbi singing, a cantor singing. I guess, yeah, when you're in your 30s. But, you know, I don't know. Right. Now, it doesn't really say how he died. He was just sort of died. Well, I'm sure he got shot in by soldiers trying to fight a war and have to stop and listen to <laughs> Al Jolson. He was shot 1,700 um, times. Every time he performed, he was assassinated. <laughs> I killed. No, you got killed. No, you, no they shot you. All right, that's terrible to say. I it have no is. Ideas. It is. Did not make fun of that. And war. So, like I said, this this kibitzer was in Laurel and Hardy's short, Your Darn Tootin. Now, he was in 120 films, but that's his biggest credit, a short. Uh, probably a famous one. Yeah. Probably. I don't really know. You know, he probably gave something to Laurel, and then the Hardy handed it, gave it to Hardy, and then Hardy gave it to Laurel, and Laurel gave it to him, you know. Now... Dad's sick, so he can't sing tonight. And it's fucking Yom Kippur, goddammit. 
So he's saying, you got to sing. Right. The first Rabinowitz in five generations to fail your God. Well, you know how to... <laughs> Honestly, this, this, this is like unfair. Like, of course he has to go to the synagogue. Of course yep, he got to go right. to the synagogue. The show must go it on. Must go on. That's our religion. Oh, wait. Is he going to put on blackface on Yom Kippur? Yeah. Yeah, he is. Uh, now, you ain't heard nothing yet. Al Jolson's famous line was an ad lib. The intention was that the film should only have synchronized music and not speech. But Jolson dropped that line, which he always used in his stage act. You ain't heard nothing yet. And the director just left it in. And that's really changed. You know, this is a talkie. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You ain't heard nothing yet. It was a well-established stage patter, the internet calls it, of Jolson's. Um, he did it in a film called A Plantation Act in 1926. He had, you know, I mean, it wasn't with sound, but you could see his lips. He said, you ain't it. So anyway, the line became a like a, an all-in joke after a while. In 1818, in a concert celebrating World War One, he ran on and said that. Um, admit the... The applause of a preceding performer. So he said, you ain't heard nothing that you're like, forget that guy. It's my uh, turn. Last week. The following year, he recorded the song, you ain't heard nothing yet. So it became a song. He's really sick. Well, he's acting like he's sick. He hasn't left the bed since for the last 20 minutes. <laughs> He just looks a little tired. You know, it would help if he like shaved his beard and, you know, got a little, maybe a little, took a shower. That's going to help him to clean his, shave his beard and take a shower. Yeah. And, yeah and, and like that hat, man, he's had that hat on for like the last eight years. Oh my God, bro. Yeah, he should clean his act up. I agree. Oh, here you go. You oh, there's a good knees. start. Look at him crying. He's like he missing his son. He said he dreamed of his son singing, and then he says some. Uh, that would be forgiven. Now, if you were a screenwriter, Carl, what would your third act would be? He's racing back to sing for Yom Kippur, but uh, there's a car accident, or yeah. the woman for the first act shows up this time with a pistol. Right, right. Yeah, you would need some sort of uh, foil character who, you know, prevents them. Like maybe Moisha was a kibitzer, but like it wasn't with the nice, friendly way he does it. Like, oh, he's yeah. trying to get to his father. He goes, No, you betrayed your God. You can't redeem yourself now. I guess this play is what's holding him back. Oh, it's so bad news. Bad news, I tell you. Okay, now we're going to get some funny jokes. He's gonna bonk that guy's hand. Thanks. Um, you can't. You can't get a singer. Um, this guy says he should sing.
Yeah, funny, funny, funny. You can't even talk it. I could totally sing it. Like, I know the first six words of every prayer. And then I could just kind of mumble. Sometimes I'll hear the first word. I go, oh, I know this one. Other times I'm like, ah, maybe I need to hear another couple words. He goes, some, there it is. Fine chairman you are. Let the sun be setting with no canter. He goes, I should stop the sun from setting? (laughs) Yeah. There you go. And that's it. That's the last funny thing in this movie. Now it's the, the funny. Well, he will we get, get to hear. It's it's pretty funny. Look, it's a oh, what yeah. a racket! <laughs> Let's play tennis and dance with our. The show is weak. Look at that jazz singer. Oh, this this is a great show. Our headliner, Flaky McFlake Flake, will be coming up. <laughs> Can't wait. Why do they call him all Flaky McFlake Flake? Now, he's going to do the performance, but he's kind of sad about it, you know? He knows what he's doing by refusing. And now, so he's kind of sad about it because his dad is sick. His dad's a rabbi. It's That thing is a ra- uh, rabbi on Yom Kippur. And they don't have anyone in five generations to sing Kol Nidre. And right. it's on the street. Okay. And it's really close by. Yeah. yeah. Now, he's going to do the most horrible thing ever and ruin his nice thing of being the first talkie. And he's going to get in blackface and just ruin right. it. I know. This was well, let's, such a I nice... even... We were watching a nice Jewish film with Jewish jokes, right. Jewish music, and now he puts blackface on. Now you know that there was serious anti-Semitism back in the day, and it's great that this film is. It's like there is no anti-Semitism, you know, and oh, you know the ears. God, it's so weird watching him do this. To be honest with you, yeah, like the technique got the back of the neck. Right, he, yeah, he did his ears like that, like making sure he touches every part. You missed uh, a little forehead there, buddy. Uh, so it's and queasy. It's, very, it's a little queasy. It's very ugly how the lips aren't done. Right. Now, do you think Mickey Mouse is a minstrel variation? Look at that. Uh, yeah. It's even worse. It could be a glitch in the Matrix. We're going to watch this scene. Uh. He sees his mom. She's afraid. I'm worried you're afraid. Now, Mary wants him to do the show, but at the same time, she knows it's his choice. You know, he belongs to the must go on. Now, the guy, okay, the author, right? There was an author who made a book. Uh, That's what this all comes from. In 1917, this guy, Ralphinson, 